everybody. Welcome back to the Torn ACL. My name is Lawson Murphy. And Donnie Robinson. Oh, thanks. So, what are we talking about today, man? We are talking about fantasy football, which um, we haven't talked about yet, I believe. So, sure to be in for a good one. Yeah, that's right. We're here to help you out. If you're struggling this year, it's a good thing that, well, the trade deadline's coming up on next Wednesday as of the time of this recording, which would be Halloween. So, and also you want to make some of those big acquisitions for your team. So, we're going to try to be like a, a, like a tip sort of show to help you out. If you're wanting a quarterback, who would be the guy that you would want to pick up right now or get the big deal for, Donnie? Um, either Jared Goff or Patrick Mahomes. Two, of, two teams with high-scoring offenses really is what you want, especially passing yards. Well, for me, I've had two great quarterbacks on my roster in Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers, which I've had Aaron Rodgers start except last week because Rod, the bye week for the Packers. But there's And also, if you really want, I mean, I know a lot of people probably have got Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff and all that, but you got to think, who would be the best quarterback to give you that strong run in case they're out? Well, look no further to a guy like Deshaun Watson who's put up eh, roughly 18 points per game. And you think about it, I think the worst quarterback you can even take right now is Eli Manning. That's all I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, Eli, at this point, most people are um, suspecting that Giants will either trade him or just draft a quarterback in the first round next year. I know I've seen some mock drafts pretty early saying Drew Locke is a favorite as you guys might know him from Mizzou, or um, uh, Justin Herbert from Oregon, or who knows. Somebody that's first-round worthy, as they say. Now, a lot of people have been saying, oh, this is the year of the running backs in my fantasy team. Well, you probably don't have that great of a running attack if you don't have, well, James Conner. Who am I trying to think? Who's, who's been great this year? Gurley. Yeah, and Sonny Michelle as well on the Patriots. Um, but... I have Adrian Peterson and Tariq Cohen. Now, Tariq Cohen is a very good receiving running back. If you want to get the big touchdown plays from either the 10, the 20, from a passing yards, Tariq Cohen is your guy because lately, since week six, he has given me, on my fantasy team, at least 12 points per game, which a lot of the experts say he would average out about seven, which is kind of a surprise because, well, last season he went off most of the year, but... Adrian Pearson is also a good running back as well. He's putting, he's likely to put up 15 points a game in a fantasy league. So, Donnie, who would be a good fit for anybody's fantasy team to help out? That running back? Yes. Uh, TJ Yeldon, number one. Although he's probably not a free agent at all in most leagues. Tevin Coleman as well, but he's also probably taken by most people. Matt Breida, though, or Breida, the San Francisco running back. Now, he's someone you really want. He might be still available. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Hmm. Well, I can't remember his name. I had. I, I'll give. I'll. If I think of it, I'll say. So yeah. Also, if you want a surprising wide receiver out in your fantasy team, look no further than the Atlanta Falcons rookie wide receiver from the 26th pick, Calvin Ridley. Yes, I said the name Calvin Ridley. You know why? Because I actually have him on my team. And only 6% of you in the entire Yahoo Sports Leagues have him. And guess what? He went off in week 5, 6, 7. Oh, wait. Who, who is one of the few people to put up 40.5 points in week 4? Calvin Ridley. He gave me a massive boost 
Now, look no further to him. There's other guys like Michael Thomas, who I also have. You also have guys like uh, Antonio Brown, Adam Julio Jones, Adam Thieline. There's another, like, don't go for Odell. I know everybody's like, oh, we need to trade for Odell on my fantasy team because he's only giving me three points a game. Well, you should have thought of that before uh, the the draft, man. I'm just saying, you, you practically have ruined your season, correct? Yeah, that's that's pretty correct. He's been inconsistent this year so far. From Well, I don't think he did too bad Monday, but with Eli as quarterback, I don't know. It's just kind of a whole mess. Speaking of which, the Giants have actually been kind of trading some key pieces lately. Have you heard? Yes, I've heard. I've heard that the Lions just got uh, Damian Snacks Harrison and a deal from the Lions, from the Giants. And then Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, Eli Apple was traded for a fourth-round pick to the New Orleans Saints which may boost it with guys like Marshawn Lattimore, Von Bell. Um, and who's next? Could it be Eli? Could it be Odell? Could it be uh, who else? Well, not Saquon. Saquon's probably going to be there for years to come. He's probably going to be that centerpiece of the, of the team. But a lot of people also have him on their fantasy team. And, man, he's, he's probably going to be one of the top five fantasy players at the end of this year to me, even though he's on a struggling team. But you think about it, you got a happy medium. You're winning fantasy, but the team he's playing on is not winning actual football games. So it's a win-lose situation at some points. Um, speaking of another struggling team, the Oakland Raiders also made a trade with trading Amari Cooper to my Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick, which I thought, uh, a first-round pick? Jerry, what are you doing? You could have at least given him a second or a third, but... Hey, at least we got another good receiver, and at least it's not the trash talking of Des Bryant, which Amari Cooper is one of the quietest, most freakishly athletic wide receivers that I know. But even though he's had a dip in production, he did have some good things to say about the Dallas environment. But I think he'll be a really great boost to your fantasy team. If he's not on any of your fantasy teams, go pick him up right now because he may go off this week, next next weekend because the Dallas Cowboys have their bye week this weekend. So next weekend. Be prepared to see Amari Cooper light it up for the Dallas Cowboys against whoever they play. Should we shift the positions over now to another position? Yes. Now, tight end. Ooh. I know everyone kind of is iffy with this position as there's not too many great ones. But San Francisco 49er tight end, um, uh, George Kittle. If he's still available out there, I would definitely pick him up. He's been very consistent. I don't have him, but I know for a fact that he's been putting up decent numbers. Um, I have a couple of uh, pretty good, solid tight ends, and some of them are actually, like, you would think um, decent. But I have the guy who actually threw the Philly special pass to none other than Nick Foles. But that tight end is Trey Burton, who signed with the Chicago Bears. Has been playing very well, even though he started off kind of shaky because they didn't pass it to him as much. But right now, in the past two weeks, he's put up at least 13 points with one receiving touchdown, at least more than 100 yards receiving, plus a receiving touchdown. So if you don't have Trey Burton on your team, Go and try and pick him up. And I also also I also have um, O.J. Howard of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even though he's kind of been questionable most of the year with injuries, I think he's an okay tight end for right now to pick up if you want, like, those extra 10 points off your bench. So those those three are good, great tight ends. Um, try and think of another good tight end. Um, hmm. Trying to think. Um, who's that? Who's the replacing tight end for uh, Ephraim? Isn't it 
uh, or something, something. But who's the backup for uh, Tyler Eifert? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, he's been a very good pickup. If he's not in any of your leagues, you'll pick him up. But also, now we got to talk about something that a lot of these, a lot of fantasy owners are probably, like, whining and crying about is, oh, I have a terrible kicker who can't kick a field goal 30 yards down the field. Well, congratulations. Guess who kicked a 54-yard, I mean, a 61-yarder to win the game against the Giants? Graham Gano, and I actually have him on my team, but I didn't start him. I should have thought about that, but, you know, I also have Jake Elliott. But I think there are some good kickers still out there, but I don't know who. Who do you think? Um, Harrison Butker, if he's still there. Uh, dang it. What's his name? Robbie Gold. Well, I don't know about now, but, uh, I can't think of any names. Oh, wait a minute. Dan Bailey, Vikings. He's been doing pretty decent out there. Uh, but really the trick to getting a kicker is any team that scores a lot of points, you want to get the the kicker for that team because he's going to be kicking a lot of extra points at least for them. If not, then... I guess you're out of luck. So, yeah, we're going to transition now to something that's really big right now in the world of sports. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going to be watching this. It is the World Series. Game 1 just happened last night at the time of this recording. The Red Sox won Game 1 8-4 to over the L.A. Dodgers. So, Donnie and I are going to make some picks here. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I was torn between them at first, but once I watched Game 1, I thought... I think this is the Red Sox, the Red Sox's probably best team since 04 when they won that, finally won that series. But who are you, who are you taking on this, Donnie? Oh, I'm going to go the opposite way and choose the Dodgers. I think now, now that they've been out a year or, or have went to it last year and lost, I think they have the experience now. Because if I'm not mistaken, the Royals went to the one against the Giants. Yeah, and, and then they. Yeah, and then didn't they win the next year? Yeah. About something like that. So I'm thinking it's going to be something like that. I think it'll go to about six games, maybe seven. Not sure. I think Clayton Kershaw is going to pitch the best you've ever seen him pitch in the playoffs, or maybe ever. Who knows? They'll they'll use him a lot. He he did play, he did pitch pretty well in game one last night. There's no doubt about it. Even though he gave up the first two runs. Gave up the third one later on, but that was, I mean, he threw three strong innings after that. Like, after he gave up those runs, he was basically unhittable at one point. And so was Chris Sale, the opposite on the Red Sox side. And, man, he was lighting it up. And and this is a strange fact of numbers here. Last night's game had 24 strikeouts and only 19 combined hits between the two teams and also had 19 different positional player swaps, all in one game that lasted three hours and 42 minutes. It, and it's mind-boggling because the way the MLB has transitioned over these past few years about all this, these uh, analytics with, like, the launch angle. And there's a lot of launch angle-heavy teams out there, but none more than the, the Dodgers this year. They were an unbelievable team. But the Red Sox were more of like the the all around offense. Like if you wanted with if you had a guy up with two strikes, he'd get you he'd get the ball in play and get you on base. That's probably going to be a big key. But I feel like it's going to take seven for the Red Sox to win. Um, it was it it's it's kind of crazy to think that 
oh man, it's already October. We're talking about the World Series. I mean, I, I'm still thinking it's spring training still. But, you know, uh, free agency's coming up too, and we got one player who's kind of been in the limelight a little bit on this Dodger team. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about Manny Machado. Have you seen what he's done during this postseason, Donnie? Uh, yeah, quite so. Sliding in intentionally. Well, we don't. I guess we don't know if it's intentional, but it kind of looks intentional. And many, I don't know if many people think this or not, but Chase Utley is on the Dodgers, and he yeah. he used to be known for this. So some, I guess some people might think that Chase Utley's giving him tip. Uh, also, during that when when he's when we think he intentionally slid into Orlando Arcia, the shortstop of the Milwaukee Brewers. Not two games later in game three, he tries to kick Jesus Aguilar's leg to get the ball out of his glove. And he says, oh, that was, uh, I mean, it's a dirty play, it's a dirty play. I don't care what people think. I just play like that. I'm like, well, no crap, man. You've gotten in too many fights. How many fights? I've counted, I don't know how many fights I've counted you've been in that you've escalated into. I'm going to count, hmm, ten. 10. So, Manny, I know you're going to get paid, and I know you want to be this grand superstar. I think somebody needs to, I mean, what you're doing out there for kids who are trying to learn and be the best ball player, that's not setting an example. I Literally, that's not being an example. The perfect example is a guy like Brian Dozier who doesn't do that, who's next to you on the second base side. All right? So, get it together, man. I know you're going to get paid like Bryce Harper, but for real, you need to set an example for kids. I mean, what you're doing, getting all these tattoos, looking like a fool out there on the base on the bases, and then saying, oh, hustling's not my cup of tea. Are you kidding me? You've stolen so many bases that you think you can't hustle. Are you kidding me, Manny? Really? I mean, it, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, but... That's for sure. I don't think he'll return to L.A. after this year, no matter if he wins a ring or not. Now, I where he might land, I don't know. There's a lot of teams out there. I know Miami was interested, or might still be. Baltimore's not getting him back, so we know that. At least for the moment. Uh, he, he could return to the American League. We don't know. But do you have any speculation where he might go? I You know... Uh, even though he's from Miami, I don't think it would work. I feel like a good team that needs a third baseman, and they've needed one for a long time. Well, not for a long time, for about two years now, since they traded away probably. Or a shortstop, wherever he wants to play, is it also in the state of Florida, the Tampa Bay Rays. They need, they need a third baseman and a shortstop. Well, they sort of have a shortstop. And they also traded away probably their – franchise's greatest player Evan Longoria to the Giants last year didn't put up really a great season so I think I think Manny would work great in Tampa but I mean if you if fam still stays there I don't know I mean but I feel like this World Series is going to be crazy and also we don't know what's going to happen we've we've expected the unexpected so many times out of all these teams that Oh my, it's like, uh, like I remember hearing somebody say they want L.A. and Boston in the World Series just for ratings. I said, I, I saw that and I said, why? 
Why would you ever think that? Do you think the MLB is trying to do that? I don't think so. Do you think that would... Um, probably not. I mean, I could understand why, because there's many teams in the playoffs that many people don't really have interest in at the moment, or had interest in, like the Brewers, per se. Not many. I wouldn't say they're a huge fan base. Uh, The Cubs definitely were, but, I mean, they lost, and so many people probably turned their TV off then. Um, The Rockies, not many fans, I bet. So, really, L.A. seems to be the most popular team. In the National League and for American League, I guess Boston would be. So I could see them why they would do that, but I don't think that's the case. That is correct. So hopefully you guys enjoy this World Series, and maybe by the next time we may actually have the World Series decided. So he's going with the Dodgers. I'm going with the Red Sox. Six games for him, seven for me. So I hope you guys – Hopefully you learned a lot in your fantasy football from both of us because we both know. Ooh. Let me add two real quick things. Yes, go ahead. The St. Louis Blues, really quick. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would be too excited about them lately. I mean, what's their record at the moment? Do you know? They're two, five, and three, I believe. I don't know what the deal is with them or not. I mean, they played. Who was it? Winnipeg the other night, and they were up three to one. And then I seen that they lost five to four. Like, I don't understand what's going on with them. Do you have any clue? I don't know. Ask Caleb that. Ooh, we'll have to ask Caleb and <laughs> see what happens next time, I guess. And another thing is, I don't know if you guys seen the Rajon Rondo-Chris Paul fight. Oh, that was good. <laughs> but, and it was after, I think it was the next day. I know at least yesterday I seen these, that former teammates of Chris Paul have been t- talking about how bad of a teammate he was when they played with him. And I know, I don't remember who it was, but he, whoever it was played with both Rondo and CP3 before and claimed that CP3 was a bad teammate and Rondo was definitely a good teammate. So, yeah, so that fight happened and LeBron says, I didn't see nothing when you practically tried to stop CP3 from punching your own teammate. So, yeah. Uh, this has been the Torn ACL. I am Lawson Murphy, alongside everybody knows who he is, Donnie. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you all for listening.